There are lots of objections that you get anytime you offer a product or service or have a business. You're reaching out to someone with an offer. And one of the ones that I think underlies many of the objections that you may hear is the avoidance of change. How often have you gone down the pathway with someone or a conversation about something that they seem interested in, yet in the final result, they decide that they just want to keep doing what they've always been doing and not do it any differently? Avoiding change is a tough challenge to or objection to address. So we're going to discuss that today. We're going to discuss handling objections, avoiding change, and more on episode 819 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hey, Tom, good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, good it's morning. Good to be back. Those recorded program days always throw me. I would agree. I was in bed till like 7.20 yesterday morning. I never do that. I had to get out of bed at 4.30. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. I took Liz to the airport and then I had a conference to attend that was about two hours away. So, Wow. That's a fun day. It was it was a day. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there you go. So, um, go ahead, please. What were you going to say? No, I'm good. Okay. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Each weekday morning, Bob and I have a conversation around a topic, and all week long, we have been talking about handling objections. So if that's one of the things that you struggle with as you run your business or your organization or even as a leader... You might want to go back and listen to our previous episodes where we talked about some of the key leading objections that many times people have. Today, we're going to dive into the conversation around avoiding change, which might be the underlying, as I mentioned in my uh, intro, might be the underlying thing in all of these objections is that we really just don't want to change from what we have been doing or what we've been using or the service or product we already have. Uh, So often change is challenging. So we're going to you talk know you said that. that differently just now. I'm sorry. In your opening, you said you wanted you said that people typically want to stay the same. They want things to stay the same. Yes. Now you said they don't want to change, and I think there's a distinction between those two. They don't want to change, and they want to stay the same, isn't it? Ultimately, this. It's ultimately the same thing, but I think they're different objections. Proceed and we'll get to that. Okay. All right. Um, I have to think about that. Um, And while I think about that and we continue on and you think about it, maybe as we go through that conversation, if you have thoughts or ideas you want to share around that or anything else we talk about, please feel free to share them in the comments because we know it'll add value to the show. And 
might like that have an impact on one of us where we stop and say, hmm, I wonder how that might be incorporated into the conversation. So please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas. At the end of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we will hope if you happen to be stuck with objections, especially the objecting about, I guess, either avoiding change or staying the same, uh, that this will help you figure out how to take your next step and get unstuck and have a little bit more confidence as you try to find the success that you desire. Before we dive into that conversation, oh, uh, did I say the one thing? Can't remember. Yes, you did. Okay, I got caught there. Uh, <laughs> you do it. It's just so. <laughs> I just didn't remember if I was talking at the end about the <laughs> or about the general conversation. Yeah, uh, so two days off will do. And before we dive into that conversation, though, Bob and I each day share our celebrations. Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating that I had a discussion with the business leader yesterday who I've gotten to know a little bit. And he uh, he's observed me talk about what I do, observed me lead some things. And he was kind enough yesterday to take about 25 minutes of his time unexpectedly and give and present to me a different way of positioning some of the things I do. And it was really thoughtful and deep and really challenging to me in the sense that I didn't I didn't understand where he was going until he got there and then it clicked instantly. So here's a really busy guy doesn't need to waste his time on someone like me and took about 25 minutes of just hey there's something I've been meaning to talk with you about and went through it. So really nice when when someone takes time out of their busy day to help us without us soliciting their help and genuinely wants our success, really something special. So thank you, Chris, for that. So I'm curious why you had the statement. I'm not sure why a busy guy like that would spend his time sharing that with a guy like me. It's a, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> Fascinating. As we think through, I'll let you ponder that. That's <laughs> a week of episodes. So come back next week as we dissect that statement word for word. Correct. What is a guy like me? How do you define that? Interesting. Anyhow, uh, we won't dive into that too deeply or Bob will get uncomfortable quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good catch though. My celebration. Yesterday uh-huh. I had the opportunity to present in front of uh, probably 20 to 25 Nonprofit leaders. I was doing a presentation on boards, my nonprofit leadership boards. And uh, it was, it's always enjoyable to, for me to present. And it's even more enjoyable when the audience is engaged and asking questions and feeling like, not that they're on their edge of their seat. Um, although I think that they were really taking in what was being shared. And I think that that you know, helps you see that there is some, that having some impact, at least immediately on them. And that likely means that it'll continue to have impact on, uh, on them as they continue to go back through and review notes and think about how they, that applies to their organization. And I was just spending the day with nonprofit leaders, um, down in Southern Maryland and, uh, really got to spend some time with some of my friends at the, um, uh, 
Maryland and Maryland nonprofits, uh, the local state association for nonprofits. And that's always an enjoyable time as well. So overall, nice. it's a nice day. Nice. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Yes, indeed. All right. So, let me see if I can make some sense of this. So to me, wanting to stay the same is about comfort in the moment. I like knowing where the coffee machine is. I like, I told you I've just recently moved into the penthouse. And there are probably three times a day where I'm looking for something and I don't know where it is. Could be a knife, could be scissors. It could be, you know, the staple gun. And it, part of me wishes that it could have stayed the same with the bunker because I got to where I knew where everything was. The other part of it, so that's one thing. By staying the same, it's comfortable, it's consistent. We know what we get. We we know what everything looks like. We kind of have a sense of what the day is going to be. To me, avoiding change is different. Avoiding changes, I don't want to go into the unknown. I don't want to be challenged by, oh, this, this, is, this is going to be different. I don't know what to expect. They're very similar, yes. And, they're, you know, I'd say they're kissing cousins. But I think someone's desire to stay the same in what they're doing is different than someone's desire not to change. By not wanting to change, you're saying, I have a fear of the future. By wanting to stay the same, I have comfort in what I'm doing. And I think in handling the objection, there might be some nuance there. I see Ed's got a comment for us. I'm going to throw that in. Uh, there are those who have doubts and concerns regarding Ill irrelevant emotions that are negative and moving forward. I think that's the uh, avoiding change aspect, right? Uh, irrelevant emotions, they feel relevant. It, it, to an outsider, they might be irrelevant, but to that person, they're very powerful. And that they're negative and they fear what that could mean going forward versus staying the same. I just like how it is. Haven't you ever, you know, I, I, uh, I had someone say to me, a business owner a couple months ago, I, I wish millennials had never been born because it used to be so easy. I knew what to expect from my customers and I knew what to expect from my employees. That wasn't a discussion about not wanting to change. That was a discussion about how it was and they liked that. They were comfortable in how it was way back. Does that make any sense to you? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not certain. Uh, I guess I'm struggling to see the difference. Okay. That, that ultimately, to me, staying the same is saying I don't want to change. It, and, it, I'm really, and so in that person's... That business owner that you were talking about that said that millennials didn't want, he didn't wish millennials had never been born, didn't want to change. He just wanted to keep doing the same thing he's always been doing. Correct. Which is different than avoiding change. Avoiding change is looking down the road going, I don't know what I'm doing. Staying the same as I like it this way. Well, if you decide to avoid change, aren't you saying that I'm just want to keep, I want to stay the same? 
No, I think you're saying you want to avoid what could be down the road. Not, I, I, I think there's a mindset. I think there's a different mindset. I really do think the two are different in your mind. Anyone else got something to share in the comments? Love to get your feedback. Uh, am I tilting at windmills or am I making sense today? Well, that sounds like you're making sense to yourself. So, <laughs> well, that's not, <laughs> I've learned over the years that that is not always the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I just I feel like that that is that they're the same. Okay, uh, Michael, Michael's got a comment. Let's throw that in. People are often resistant to change because they don't understand the benefits. By clearly communicating the advantages of change, you can increase efficiency or improve performance. You can help people see the value of the new approach. I agree with that. But that's looking down the road. That's And that would be a different discussion to me than I want to stay the same. Uh, if you if you wanted to avoid change, said, you know, I don't want to change what Michael just said. That's what I would share with you. If you said, I just wanted to stay the same, my discussion would be around, okay, how is that working for you? Why are we having this discussion? Does anything really stay the same for very long? Because what you have no guarantee what tomorrow is going to be. Heck, COVID showed us how crazy things can get, how different they can get very quickly. So. Uh, uh, Put that comment up, Bob. Okay. From Ed, Tom is a forward mover and Bob is the pessimist. This is what makes the podcast interesting. Wow. I, I was sharing that comment. And although I'm not sure what it'll do to Bob. He'll be thinking about that for probably the next three weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, what I love about this is that's if that's what's real for you, I think that that's, that's beneficial. You think that's I'm a good. pessimist? <laughs> uh my, my, my goal I, I mean I think it's best to listen to their feedback to determine a path yes absolutely correct and yeah and I guess I mean I can see how there's there could be a different mindset I can see how there could be a different you could consider that a different mindset mm -hmm. and and I also think that the underlying tone of it is the same is that they don't want they basically don't want anything to change. They like they're they're comfortable where they are, right? And anything else but where they are is going to upset the apple cart and causes uncertainty, lack of confidence, all those things <clears throat> that create challenges uh, for for business owners or leaders or or really anyone for that matter. Is that once we once we once we acknowledge that that change might be difficult which to me is a judgment change is just change we don't really know what it's going to be until we do it and and i think then or it's, have it done to us because everything is going to change right correct right and we don't have control over whether you know how things change 
Because even if you somebody says, well, I like the way they are. Well, if you really looked at what you do, you would see that everything is not exactly the same, even with the people that you deal with for that business owner who didn't like dealing with or want to figure out how to deal with millennials. Things still change as people age, sure. they have different wants and desires. And, and so there were just, it was the same type of person with a similar, with some similar traits. Um, yet things were still changing. Okay, I see Michael's comment. I'm going to put this one up here because it involves Joe Nuts. Hey, I think I got it. To overcome resistance to change, offer free donuts. People can't resist free donuts, and they might just be more willing to embrace the change with a little sugar rush. So, Michael, let me give you the address at the penthouse. You can bring donuts over right now, and I will be happy to uh, endorse whatever vision you have for whatever. A donut right now sounds so good. You'd be less resistance to change. I, if you had a free donut. I, I yeah, free donuts drive drive a lot with me. <laughs> free food, I don't know what it is. Well, and maybe that that's you know that ultimately the the challenge with this objection of people avoiding change or wanting to stay the same, and whether you think that's the same thing or it's different, is you know, getting people to see that things are always changing. And even though they may not see it, there are changes coming all the time. And for that business owner who seems afraid of it, you might be able to show them that even though they think things have stayed the same, they really have changed. And so while they may not seem as significant a change, there's things still changing and that the impact on them is there's still an impact on them. They just don't see it as a significant impact. And they feel like for that business owner you were talking about, that millennials, the impact of millennials has been too much of a change. <clears throat> and so that has forced them to think about doing things differently that they are not, not prepared for. And, you know, and I think that that's, they can always just say, hey, you know what? I'm never going to sell to millennials. You could choose that pathway. Um. Or you could say, hmm, you know what, maybe maybe I have to have different plans for different generations in an effort to attract them to whatever it is I'm trying to attract them to. Um, and the more that that person could see that things are always changing, they may be like, huh, hadn't really thought of that. You know, even for the business owner who only sells to what's our generation? Uh, the, um, well, some of us are baby boomers and some of us are Gen X. Okay. So I, I, I... you'd be Gen X cause you were born after 1965. Got it. So if you only sell, sell to Gen Xers, <clears throat> when you first started selling to Gen Xers, you were, you had a cash register that <laughs> probably you only took cash. Maybe you took a check, maybe. Took and, the credit card, but you had to run it across that little machine. Correct. And now so everyone could get your number. <laughs> and now things are electronic. And, you know, you may still advertise in the newspaper and you also do some advertising. What? What's that thing you were talking about? Yeah, that thing that you love, the newspaper. <laughs> um, I like how you say it with such disdain. <laughs> that thing you love. <laughs> uh, you talk about how you love to have it, hold it in your hands and all of that is... I haven't had a newspaper in my hand in probably over a year. 
There you go. You're you're uh, I'm evolving. You're, you're evolving. It's not just staying the same for you. And I think that's the thing is that that if you really had conversations with that person about how things have changed and how they how we have adapted to change, even though it maybe haven't noticed it as much, the change doesn't seem as difficult. You know, you could say, hey, you went from having a cash register that, you know, you like a typewriter punched in things and then you hit it and the bell rang and the door opened and you made change for someone to now you've got a credit card processing machine that all somebody does is hold their credit card up to a little white block and the transaction is done. You don't have to go to the bank every day to make deposits that they already go into your account. And, and you adjusted to that. So maybe there's the opportunity to make some other adjustments that while they now seem large, they're just adjustments and an opportunity to embrace another segment of your business potential population. I see Michael's got another comment. The goal is to discover ways to break down barriers and create a more positive and open-minded atmosphere, no matter the generation. Absolutely. And I think when it comes down to avoiding change, Tom, and this is probably my one thing, the, the biggest way I find to overcome that objection with someone, whether it's someone else or with me is, I can either be an actor or a reactor. If I'm a reactor, everything's coming at me. And I'm just, you know, defending would be the way I'd describe it. Versus as an actor, I have some say. I can figure out that I want to use the automated, you know, the Stripe or the PayPal with my customers. Versus my customers coming in for six months going, what? I can't pay by Stripe? Really? I, everyone does that. You don't do that? No, I don't do that. But now I've got to react to that. And that that tends to put me, if I'm in that situation, in a defensive posture versus, you know what? The world's going to Stripe. I'm going to use Stripe. If the world's going to PayPal, I'm going to use PayPal. And if, if you can buy my pro everyone else's product on the internet, you're going to be able to buy my product on the internet. And I'll tell you one that I've been dealing with in my business in the last three, four months is... Um, electronic signatures on contracts. I, I've had five or six people say, I'm sorry, what? why do I have to print this out, sign it and, and scan it and send it back to you? Don't you have an electronic signature option? And I do now, but I didn't a couple months ago and I had three or four people. I, no, it was five that said something. You did, you just didn't leverage it. I, just... Yes. Fair. You were avoiding change. I, was or, was or were you just staying the same? I think in that case, I was staying the same because I didn't want to put the effort into dealing with change. And that's the other thing. Change comes with effort, right? Uh, everything comes with effort. Staying the same comes with effort. I would agree with that. Different yeah. effort. But we don't, we don't think of that effort. Correct. Because it's kind of a sunk cost. Or it's just the way we've always done it. So it doesn't seem Correct. like it's an effort at all, Correct. even though it is. Everything. What's your one thing? Uh, you know, I think my one thing is avoiding change, uh, you know, around the objection of avoiding change. I'm going to go back to, I think it's understanding, get, helping people understand that we're always changing. Things are always changing. They're not staying the same. And when they maybe get out of that mindset, they think things are staying the same and you show all the way that things have changed. 
they might be more open to change and the value that it might provide. I think we think things stay the same. And for whatever reason, we look back on staying the same with some sense of, uh, I don't know, righteousness almost. And, and I think that that is a uh, clouded perspective of the way things are or used to always be. Because <clears throat> usually, I think because we're looking back on it, we, we see the glory of it rather than all of the things that we had to go through and the challenges that we were facing as a part of it. And that, that results that at one point we thought were frustrating that now have become just part of our everyday. It's what's the same. You think about the changing in the way that we process payments. And I would imagine that you know, there were times when you were processing payments the old way when it was only cash and it was in an old cash register that what happened when you didn't have change? Like, oh, oh yeah, God, I'm going to run out and get more ones or I've got to go out and get more quarters or whatever the case might be. And I remember those days and you were ruining the day that we didn't have something different. And yet you were adverse to the change because you've forgotten all those things. And you just think, oh, I don't want to go to a new system. It's going to be hard to learn and nobody's going to understand it. And, and then you change and you're like, oh, this is, I like this. But I'm going to stay with this until something else comes along. And then we're like, mm, yeah, I really like what I'm doing, even though I've forgotten that there are things about it that aren't as valuable as I thought they were. That's my one thing. I like that. I like that a lot. Thanks. I want to thank uh, Ed and uh, Michael for their comments. Really helped uh, the program and uh, carried carried the discussion further. And now I'm there is a donut in my future today. Well, at least you're thinking about that comment and not Edwards. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I was just trying. I was hoping that maybe that was not. The case. Uh, Ed says I'm a cash only business and it works well. And if you, you know, that does work for a lot of businesses. And that's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us today and for sharing your thoughts and ideas, Michael and Edward. And um, if you are listening to the podcast or you're listening to the recording of this, you're listening to it later, uh, please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas as well. I know that if you're in the podcast, there's no place to share it there. So we welcome you to join us in the Ring of Renegades Facebook group where you can share your thoughts and ideas there. And you might pick up a thing or two from others' thoughts and ideas. So we look forward to seeing you inside that group. It's the Ring of Renegades on Facebook. And if not, we will look forward to seeing you Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Hey, whatever you do, folks, embrace the renegading you today and all weekend. It is so worth it. Yes. So go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter 
connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.